Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Spy Who Dumped Me in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. First and foremost, I want to thank you for bearing with me as I uh, put this episode out a whole day late, uh, Saturday. I haven't had to do that before. Um, Generally, I would either just ignore it or um, make something work. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I moved last weekend, and that was a whole irritating ordeal between... Reserving a truck to move everything, then getting called like half an hour before we were supposed to pick the truck up to say for them to say that they don't have a truck for us, to have to wait to move out the following morning, which was the absolute last day we had to move, and then worrying that we would only be able to keep this new truck for like a whole day, and we were supposed to not be able to move in for three days, and it was a whole big thing, but we were able to move in Monday evening. I think everything was finished by like 10 p.m. And then uh, the day after that, I figured out, I, I discovered that we do not, uh, our, this building does not have access to Verizon Fios, which is the previous internet service I had. So that meant I had to cancel Verizon. I couldn't just move it, so I had to find, we have to get Comcast, and then I got in touch with Comcast, and the first earliest time they could come out was afternoon on uh, Friday, so that was when we got internet, was like about one o'clock Friday yesterday, and it, it it was just a whole thing. It was just a whole thing. So that is past us. Um, we are still deep into the process of moving and will be for, I don't know, a couple weeks maybe until we finally get everything all sorted and situated. Uh, that said, I was able to go see the spy who dumped me last night, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, everything going on with Movie Pass is real shitty, but I think... And I, I think that ultimately what's going to happen is I'm going to have to do um, AMC A-List. Now that we've moved, we are definitely significantly closer to the AMC in this in Pittsburgh. We're about uh, half as far as we used to be when you factor in walking to the bus and, and that forth. <clears throat> so, you know, it, it's going to be okay at the worst. Uh, but, man... There's a theater that's like a seven-minute walk from this apartment that isn't an AMC, and, well, I don't know, it just, it just, we'll see, we'll figure it out, one way or the other. Um, cool, so that, that's the kind of build-up to, to what today's episode is, uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, um, it's, it's, uh, it was a movie I was kind of excited for, I like the premise, I think, I really like Mila Kunis. Uh, Kate McKinnon mm, kind of keeps getting cast as the same character, which she does well, but I, I'm, I'm over it, kind of. I want to see her do something different and something more interesting. Uh, I like Sam Huchin. Oh, man, I'm not going to know how to say his name. 
Sam Hoffen. Hoffen. Uh, anyway, he, he plays uh, the male lead in Outlander, which I'm a big fan of, a tr- uh, opposite Katrina Balf. And he's he's good. I like him in this movie. Um, I And Justin Theroux also plays a pivotal role, and he is... He's interesting. He's, uh, I don't know, he doesn't... So here, here's the thing. So it is a spy movie, which means at the core, the main question you have uh, as the movie progresses is who's on whose side? Uh, you know, thinking of other recent spy thrillers like Red Sparrow, that is pretty much the question the whole time is who's on, who's actually working with who? And... A good spy movie makes that question unanswerable, but in a way that doesn't just confuse you, right? So if I'm wondering, you know, if Mila Kunis or, or if, if it's if Mila Kunis should be able to trust Sam Hoffin, fuck, I, his name is Sebastian. I'm, so if I'm wondering if Audrey should be able to trust Sebastian uh, as the movie progresses, I should be able to convince myself that both are true, but I also shouldn't need to be like, be sweating over this question because it it shouldn't be stupid. It shouldn't be ridiculous. And it shouldn't be like, oh, well, I, I have no idea. You know, I should have some idea. I should have some way to connect myself to this plot and, and think, okay, it logically would make sense from what I've seen that he is a good guy or that he is a bad guy. And this movie really struggles with this whole paradigm because the characters involved, you know, the the plot is um, Audrey's boyfriend, Justin Theroux, breaks up with her prior to the start of the film. Uh, she is in the process of burning all of his crap when he gets in touch with her. She le- and she also, and then she is picked up by the CIA, and or no, she's picked up by MI6. Uh, she's picked up by uh, Sebastian and Hassan Minaj playing Duffer, who are MI6, and they tell her that Justin Theroux's character, Drew, is CIA. He's an under, he's a spy, and. So then later we see, and so anyway, she gets embroiled in this whole this whole story, and she has a device, a a package that the intelligence agencies want that this secretive agency Highland wants, and she's told right at the very end, but uh, or right at the very beginning by Justin Throw, don't trust anybody which is generally good advice in a spy movie. Problem is, uh, she has to trust somebody uh, outside of Kate McKinnon, and that changes throughout the film. You know, she's she doesn't trust Sebastian at first. At various points, she does trust him, doesn't trust him, does trust him, uh, and the same can be said for many of the other characters that pop up along the way. And for me, like, thinking about it and wondering, okay, well... You know, what's the what's going to be the reveal? Like, are we going to, you know, is it going to be somebody close to her that she does trust that's going to be revealed to be not trustworthy or vice versa? Is it, is it you know, how, how's this going to play out? 
And the, the more I thought about it, the more confused I just got. I, I just... The movie goes out of its way to confuse you, to bamboozle you, to deceive you, uh, without really paying dividends to that end. And that is at the crux of, of my my opinion about this film. I think there are some funny moments. Uh, the action is actually pretty solid, and uh, you know it's it's everything's a little dramatized and, and cartoonish in a way. Uh, but for the most part, it, it's a f- decent ride. The problem is it doesn't really adhere to many of the best qualities in its genre. Even if it is somewhat lampooning the genre in and of itself, it doesn't do that effectively either. So I, I just, I struggle, I struggle, I struggle with that. And that's that's kind of that's the like the start and end of it, you know. I, I want, like I said, I want my spy movies to make sense when they're over, and you, 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 you. There's a character in the movie who we are shown as uh, one way, depicted one way, who was built up throughout the film. Uh, positively and, and negatively and and given a lot of a decent amount of of information about and by the end of it i just it just it all didn't fit together to me the pieces did not fall into place and that is kind of where i ended up uh so that being said uh some of the things that i liked about the movie uh you know there is a scene that i really appreciated between mila kunis and kate mckinnon in a bathroom where uh, they kind of take a step back and reevaluate re- everything that's happened to them. And uh, Kate McKinnon, like three or four, maybe even five times, kind of just like t- verbally slaps Mila Kunis in the face and tells like, you got to own how amazing you've been. And like, I love that. I thought that's great. I think that's that's fantastic that they did that they have this scene. Uh, there is a trapeze fight scene in this movie that I think is terrible, but in like the best way. Uh, it's like the whole time watching, I was just like, "This doesn't uh, what, why, but but how?" And 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 yet, like I, I didn't get it, I didn't understand. But the whole time, I, I was I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was just. Uh, it was like a train wreck, uh, uh, car crash. You know, you can't look away as bad as it is. Um, there is, I'm trying to think. Uh, the the entire sequence uh, that that precedes that scene in the bathroom. So it starts out. Um, it's I think it's in the trailer. There's parts of it in the trailer. It's like a big restaurant, big shootout at a restaurant, and so forth. That scene and everything that follows until the action part of it is over. Very, very strong action sequence. Very exciting stuff. Uh, Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon do a great job of being kind of these uh, totally fish-out-of-water, inexperienced spies who also manage to successfully evade authorities and you know pull the wool over people's eyes and and 
outmaneuver and outthink people. It's tough to do that with a movie like this. You know, you you <clears throat> have so you know, there's so many movies lampooning this this spy genre, the the Mission Impossible, James Bond, J- Jason Bourne type of thing, and uh, many of them don't succeed uh, at a lot of things, and and a lot of them struggle with uh, trying to show their protagonist who is generally not very qualified to do what they do uh, doing the thing that the real spies do you know and, and it's that's that's the biggest disconnect and the toughest thing to reconcile in these kinds of films you know you look at Melissa McCarthy and Spy I thought the parts with her in them I was not a fan from that movie I think that that part of the movie they were not very good at lampooning but I think that there were other elements in Spy that they did get a good job and they did handle well uh but this uh this is not as bad i think i think you really see the character of audrey milikunas uh change and evolve throughout the film you see her become maybe not a fully fledged spy uh, as the movie may may want you to believe but you at least see her grow and and kind of be, fill herself with more and more confidence and and figure out a way to navigate the circumstances with the skills that she has and that is pretty much all you can ask for from a character in this circumstance um there is a scene uh involving Hassan Minaj uh his character uh towards in the last like third of the movie where Mila Kunis just completely goes in crazy and um that's not really the best way to describe it, but I'm trying to describe it without giving it away. There's a scene where she she does something that you would not have expected, and especially at the beginning of the film. But I think when it's happening, you kind of freak out a little, but then it makes sense, and then it comes together, and you really connect with her in that moment because I do believe that she could she could take that step and be that person and do that thing, and that's kind of what you want from your character that's kind of what you want from your movie just many of these movies the point is you start out with characters who can't do the spy stuff and you end with characters who can do the spy stuff if only mildly adequately and that is the bare minimum and i think spy who don't me does cross that cross that line it does make that evolution in its characters uh, far more so in Mila Kunis than in Kate McKinnon uh, in my opinion um, but uh, yeah I think I think it's it's satisfactory and and worthwhile for that emotional investment as a comedy it is very very silly uh, the jokes are not super great uh, it's not gr- well written uh, a lot of the scenes just don't connect together or flow very well. Uh, the flashbacks, there's flashbacks in the movie that are very poorly intercut with the narrative and aren't uh, explicitly delineate, delineated um, as, as, as like the flashbacks continue for the first two-thirds of the movie. And so go uh, the, like the 
the best joke comes at the end of that big action sequence I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> where, uh, and, or at least in my opinion, it's the best joke, where Mila Kunis is 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 talking to uh, a corpse and I'm trying to like describe this vaguely talking to a corpse uh, after getting out of a car if that makes sense if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about uh, but I for the most part I wasn't really laughing my theater laughed quite a bit uh, there were about mm, 25 to 30 people in it so it was a pretty good good solid showing for the first night of a movie's opening. And I don't know, it just it just didn't strike, you know, it didn't have the Jason Statham and Spy vibe at all. You know, he was fantastic in Spy. My favorite part of that movie. But this, I don't know, like Kate McKinnon is obviously supposed to be the comedian, the funny person, and I just her shtick is it doesn't. I don't know how they can make it work. I, I guess it, it is working for some people, but I don't think it's it's great. I, I don't think it's it's. I don't know. I don't know. The the best part from her was uh, early on in the movie when she's talking about how much she shares with her mom. That part I loved. Uh, but the, the rest of the film, I don't know. It just it just it's too much, which is ironic. Um, so, yeah, Kate McKinnon, she and Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish, Haddish are, are all the same people, at least in the eyes of Hollywood, and have been getting the same exact roles for a while now, and that's frustrating. So, all in all, uh, Spy Had Not Me, not my favorite movie, which is unfortunate. I, I Again, I did, did really ex- enjoy the movie. And I think it, it's not what I was trying to say. I did, I was looking forward to the movie and I was, it was a shame when, you know, when it came out and it was getting kind of middling reviews and, uh, you know, people were less than thrilled by it. I think ultimately the, the score for it is going to fall into the, in the low thirties is where I'm looking right now. Um, I'm, I'm still, you know, a good dozen movies away from putting it into my spreadsheet, but that's what I'm thinking of. It could rise a little bit as I as I think about it more, but it's it's you know it, it's not an awful movie by any stretch. It is a solidly adequately made movie most of the time, and uh, vaguely thrilling here and there, and yeah. It's, it's about it's about as good as I can I can I can spin it I think uh, that's that's about it so um, the spy who dumped me thirties mid thirties low thirties and that's about it um, not really gonna do spoilers for this uh, I think if I don't know I think I think it's worth seeing if that's what you want to do and you know. If you know what you're expecting, you're probably not going to be disappointed by this movie. That's that's fair enough. And uh, yeah, so I made it. We we got the episode done, ready to co- go out Saturday morning recording this. And um, Monday's episode will certainly be on time. Monday's episode, I can tell you right now, is going to be top 
top 10 new July movies. That is Monday's episode, and then we will go from there Wednesday and Friday. Uh, so thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to check out more episodes, check out information, Circle of Film Awards, all that good stuff, you can head over to circleoffilm.com if you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason at all. You can find me on Twitter, at Circle of Film, or head over to email, <laughs> head over to email me at circleoffilm at gmail.com. And if you would like to support the show, uh, you can do so for as little as $0.08 cents an episode at patreon.com slash circleoffilm. Uh, thank you one more time for listening to today's episode, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. In the name of love, one night in the name of love. So long, farewell, oh, I'll be the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.